This is going to be the first in a string of roughly eight talks that I'm going to do, short talks, on the power of telling the stories from the scriptures word of mouth. And I'm going to hit questions like who, what, when, where, why, how. Uh, those kinds of questions. And I have some really interesting statistics. I think they may floor you actually uh, along the way. And I have some pretty fun illustrations also. And I hope that these stories start something of a revolution um, in, in Yeshua's people here in our city. Like not just in our community, but in general. And also on a broader level, I hope that they help to spark a revolution in the, the Hebrew roots and the Messianic Jewish movement. Because I think it's something that is like this untapped power source. And uh, we're going to get into that. So today, I just want to start by telling you a couple true stories. And it's basically the story of how you got that book sitting next to you. How we got the scriptures. So, about 6,000 years ago, there were only two human beings on planet Earth. And they had Hebrew names. In English, their names would be something like Red and Vivacious. They probably would be named something like Red and Vivacious. So let's just, let's just use the English equivalent of their names for this, for this true story from the scriptures. So there were only two human beings on planet Earth. Thankfully, one of them was a man and one of them was a woman. And thankfully, they liked each other. So they got together and they had some kids and they started a tribe. And this tribe of people that grew out of red and viv, shall we say, you know what I'm talking about, right? Adam is the Hebrew word for red and Chava means alive, vivacious. So we'll say viv, right? Anyway, the tribe that sprung from them had a certain tradition. And it was a very, very strong tradition in their tribe. It was like what, it was what set them apart. It, it's, it, it contributed to making them who they were as a tribe. And that tradition was, every seven days, when the sun set, they stopped. Um, Red was a farmer, and so he, he, he worked the earth. And every seven days, he would just put the brakes on the farming. Didn't matter if it was harvest time or not. And they would just take a day off. What would they do that day? They would spend time with each other. They'd spend time with the Creator. They would uh, get some R&R. If you're a farmer, you're working hard, you really need some R&R. So that's what they would do. They would do this in a, in a seven-day cycle. So every, every seventh day, everything would stop, and they would spend time together as families and as a tribe. Did you ever notice, have every, any of you ever been on a road trip and you realized, wow, when I spend like 12 hours or 24 hours locked in a little space with another person, a lot of conversation happens that would never happen otherwise. It's because it's just you and another person or a couple of people in a little space and you have all of this open time and you end up talking about things and usually getting pretty well acquainted, which I think is one of the joys of road trips. Well, basically, that's what happened every seven days. Um, the tribe would spend time with each other, and they would end up talking a lot. And one of the things that they would do is they would tell stories. They would tell stories of, where did we come from? How did we get here? 
Why are there so many weeds in the field? They would tell those kinds of stories. Why is there evil in the world? Why did, why did Red and Viv's first kid murder the other kid? They would, they would tell stories that explain these things. And this went on, this strong, strong tradition in the tribe of stopping every seven days, spending time with each other, and telling the stories. This went on not just for hundreds of years. This literally went on for thousands of years. Now, about 1,600 years after Red and Viv started the tribe, they had about, they had about 10 generations there, roughly. And all these generations, as the kids were growing up, they would tell them the stories about the creation of the universe and about the, this evil being that deceived Red and Viv and caused them to disobey the Creator and caused that rift and caused what was a paradise to descend into something that was not so paradisial. They would tell these stories. About 1,600 years into that history, you know the story, there was a boy named Noah that grew up and the Creator, he, 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 he walked with the Creator. It means like he had a close relationship with him. He had conversations with him. And uh, of course, you know the story of how he built the boat and he and his family survived when everybody else on the planet died. That was a story that the tribe went on to tell for hundreds of years after that. There was another time, a couple centuries after that, where everybody decided on the planet decided to get together and uh, make a government and uh, build a huge tower. And you know that story. It's the story of how the nations came about, about how all of these different languages started. There were some people left from the tribe that made it through that, And that was another story that they added to the stories that they would tell their children and that they would tell each other and that they would keep alive and probably memorize word for word. Finally, about 2,500 years into the thing, there were a couple guys that... uh, Sorry, about about 2,000 years into the thing, there were a couple guys that came along. um, You know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And uh, there was a lot that started happening with them. The Creator, he, he brought them into this covenant relationship and he started unveiling this plan to them about how he wanted to start a nation from them and, and bring a king through their line. A king that actually they knew about from one of the really old stories about someone who would be born and would crush the serpent's head, who would deal with evil once and for all and destroy its power over the human race. So anyway, these three men... They, um, they were in on this plan. And guess what? That added more stories to the collection of stories that this tribe had. You know what happened? The tribe turned into a nation, went down to Egypt. They were brutalized for a couple hundred years. Uh, forced employment with a minimum wage, which was zero dollars in Egypt at the time. And finally, the creator, Yahweh, sent a prophet to lead them out from that nation, set them free. And that prophet took all of those stories about how the world was created, about how evil came about, about why there are weeds in my garden, about why there are all these different nations and why they fight with each other and why everybody can't seem to get along. He took all of these stories and about the the plan that had been unveiled a little bit to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and he wrote them all down. And what do we call that today? We call it... 
the Torah. The Torah of Moses, because Moses is the guy who wrote it down. So that's my first true story for you. Uh, the second one, it's like t- let's toggle on a little more in history. It's about when the promise came true. There was this teenage girl, and she had never been with a man. She never slept with a guy, but she got pregnant. And she had a baby boy. And she named him Yeshua, which in English means salvation. She named her kid Salvation because a messenger from the Creator, an angel of Yahweh, told her to do that. And this boy grew up, and when he reached about 30 years of age, he began calling people to become become his followers, um, to become his disciples. And he invited people um, to travel around with him, literally to live at his house, and to watch everything he did, and to learn his teachings. And so he traveled around for about three years, and he had an inner circle of about 12 men, and then he also had an, uh, uh, the next circle out of at least 70 people, and then, of course, there were crowds that followed him. You know the story. After he went back to his father and accomplished salvation for the human race, he gave his disciples a mission. He said, go out into all the world, tell them about me. This is good news about me. Tell them about me and tell them about my kingdom. He gave them a mission and that's what they did. He started a movement. They went out and they began telling the stories about their master, Yeshua. Telling the stories of what he did, how he healed people, how he was born. Telling the story of how he died. He was executed like a common criminal, brutally, and telling the story of how he didn't stay dead. He made a comeback, and he appeared to them, and he told them things. So they, they, they started in Israel, and they spread all over the world, telling these true stories. And they did that for a couple decades, 20 or 30 years. They just traveled around, and they told these stories. They would, they would go to a city, and they would tell these stories. And people would gather around Yeshua, and they would become disciples too. And they would learn the stories. And they would tell the stories to more people. And the teachings of Yeshua. Finally, they reached a point where the, this inner circle of disciples that Yeshua sent out, they were getting a little older, and they were in danger of being killed. Actually, all of them except for one did get brutally murdered. They were very controversial people. Because they were saying, there's another king, and he's not Caesar. Because they were saying, there's only one Elohim God, and... All the idols you're messing with aren't him. That gets people mad, right? Anyway, before they got killed, they they sat down and several of them wrote down all the stories. Um, one of one of Yeshua's closest disciples, Shimon, Shimon Kepha, he he was a fisherman, rough around the edges. He probably wasn't very well educated, so he collaborated with a younger man named Yochanan, Yochanan Marcos, and they wrote the stories of Yeshua and his teachings down and it became the gospel of Mark. Uh, there was another one of Yeshua's disciples, Matai, or Matthew, and he wrote down the stories also. Actually, a couple hundred years after that, there was a, there was a man who tried to write down the history of the early Yeshua movement named Eusebius. And Eusebius said, Matai was in Israel 
And there was this point where he was going to go to the nations. He was going to leave Israel. And so he wrote down an account of all the stories about Yeshua and his teachings. And that became the Gospel of Matthew. So he did that a couple decades after um, Yeshua ascended. There was another man named Yochanan, and he wrote, he wrote a series of stories also about the Master and his teachings. And then there was also Luke, the doctor. And he went to everybody who could, who were, who were eyewitnesses of what happened, who knew the stories, and he collected them all, and he wrote down the Gospel of Luke. So that's, that's my second story for you. But, but, but did you hear in both of these true stories, these are hyster- historical accounts, that there was a long, long period of time where the word of Elohim wasn't written down. How did people learn it? They learned it, firstly, by not being workaholics. They had time, which, which is what Shabbat is all about, right? And secondly, by just telling the stories to their children and to their friends and, uh, and, and remembering them accurately. It's, it's actually kind of shocking, if you ask me. Like, if the disciples were around today, as soon as Yeshua ascended into heaven, boom! If they were around today, they would write a book, for sure. And it would probably be, like, a bestseller, actually. But they didn't. They, uh, they just told the stories for a couple decades. Can you imagine that? That would be like, if Yeshua ascended in, like, nineteen. 19- 82, say, 1982. And we're only now getting around to writing down what actually happened. That's, what ha- that's the way it was. There were like 20 or 30 years in there where they didn't write it down. Where they just told the stories. And it, they wrote them down on people, is what they did. You can say that human beings were the scroll that they wrote the stories on. So, One more story that connects us with that. Um, Yeshua, he, he, said, he said he was kind of like a doctor. Doctors don't come um, for people who are healthy. Doctors are there for people who are sick. And Yeshua said he's like a doctor. He came to help not the people who are well in society, but the people who are sick in society. And he told some stories about people losing stuff. One was about this lady who lost one of her ten coins that were really valuable to her. Uh, another was about um, a shepherd who lost one of his hundred sheep that were, was really precious to him. And, and then about how they went looking for these things and when they finally found them, they were so happy. And they just had to spread the joy. They couldn't stop telling people how they found it, right? And then also a story about a dad and his runaway son and how the dad was so happy when his boy came home to him. His boy was like, it's like his boy was lost and then his boy was found, right? And Yeshua told these stories. And that was like his heartbeat. His heartbeat was... This whole world is full of people that are lost. They're just wandering around. They're disoriented. They're, they're so far from the Creator, they don't even know who He is or that He exists sometimes. And the Creator is looking for these people, and He wants to find them, and He wants to get them for Himself. And He, he wants them all to come home, like runaway kids coming home. Yeshua told stories like that. And then, and then He took that heart, and He gave it to His disciples. And they felt the same thing. And he took that mission that he had from his father to come to the human race and to bring them home, to find them. He, he took that mission and he said, just like my father sent me, I'm sending you. And that started 2,000 years ago. And guess what? It's still going on. And here we are. We are disciples of Yeshua 2,000 years later. And we, 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 we know the stories. We, we've heard his teachings. And we have that same heart. We're on that same mission. Uh, there, there are people on our blocks and in our neighborhoods who are really lost, 
They're so far from the Creator. Some of them never knew Him at all. Some of them kind of knew Him, and then they ran away, like the boy in the story, right? And uh, one, of the, one of the questions that I, I, I want to look at is we, as we talk about telling the stories of Scripture, just word of mouth, is, is this something that could be useful in um, like accomplishing our mission, in helping to go with Yeshua's heart to uh, the people that he connects us with? And, and personally, I think that it, it'll be a very useful thing. It's going to be like... Uh, so anyway, that's something I'm excited about, and I will leave it at that today. Shalom, I'm Izzy Avraham, and thank you for joining me for this talk. I delivered these messages live during the years I was leading a congregation. They're now hosted by my Hebrew school, Holy Language Institute, at holylanguage.com. If you're interested in the talks I've done since then, or if you'd just like to say thank you for these teachings, become a member at holylanguage.com.